Hello and welcome back to ND Ice, where we talk about college, junior, and high school hockey in the state of North Dakota. I'm your host, David Trinka, and this week we'll be talking about the North Dakota UND hockey lineup, along with some news and alumni status. All right, into news. Um, a little brief news for ND Ice here. Um, I apologize uh, for the delayed upload for this podcast i didn't record last week um this is the first episode since i believe the 21st um due to unforeseen circumstances john which my co-host will no longer be a part of nd ice um he felt it was best to step away as he likes he wanted to take time uh, and simplify his schedule for coaching reasons because he wants to be a coach um, so he'll no longer be featured on this podcast and will no longer be a member of our team here at ND Ice. Um, but we do, of course, wish him the best in his future endeavors because um, he's a great kid and he was <clears throat> a hell of a guy to work with. So that being said, it'll just be me um, on the podcast for now as we'll probably bring on some guests, guest co-hosts as we go forward and we'll be interviewing um, UND alumni or, or, um, North Dakota hockey alumni in the future players and stuff like that, uh, as we go on. So, uh, just bear with me if, I don't know how that'll affect the upload schedule at all. Um, I might have to cut down on some content because it's a big workload for me, um, personally. So, but that being said, we'll jump right into, uh, the news over the past two weeks, I guess now. <clears throat> First off, um, the Washington Capitals are the first NHL team to sell ad space on their jerseys. Um, I don't remember what day that was, but I saw it um, assuming shortly after the 21st. Um, so for those who don't know, last last year, obviously, the pandemic, people lost a lot of money um, due to uh, COVID, not allowing fans. So they allowed the NHL allowed for ads on their helmets um, for lost revenue in the NHL. So now they, that opened a door for not only having ads on helmets, but jerseys as well. You see it in the Europe leagues or, or international play. Um, they have ads all over uh, the, the equipment, the, the jerseys and the ice and everything like that. So uh, they've kind of kept that out of pro hockey uh, in the NHL, especially for a while or forever, pretty much. Uh, and then we've seen it um, in basketball jerseys now. Um, and now hockey. So, you know, Washington Capitals got uh, some ad space on their jerseys, and I'm pretty sure other teams are going to do it as well. I, I mean, why not? It's it's free money pretty much um, just for a little space on the jersey. Um, but every team pretty much has a sponsor on their helmet. Um, I don't know if it's going to stay that way for everybody, but it looks like it's going to stay that way for a while. Um, but we'll move on to some pretty big – news in the college hockey realm uh augustine augustine university in sioux falls south dakota announces a hockey program uh and their athletic director is josh morton who is a und alum and former associate athletic director at und um which is very big news for college hockey um we've seen the growth um uh just college hockey expand in the recent future with saint thomas this year and um, Long Island University last year, and then we'll see Lindenwood and a couple other teams. Tennis, a team in Tennessee has been talking about getting a program as well. Um, so it's I, I love 
personally, me being a college hockey fan, I love seeing that that growth of the sport, uh, not just the sport, um, but the market of college hockey in general. Um, and then plans for the rink were released, and uh, they actually broke ground on the arena. And um, I saw the, uh, the pictures. It's on a couple. We can look it up. Um, it's they're they're planning to have it uh, be called Midco Arena, which of course, being in Sioux Falls, that's where Midco is stationed. So it'll be interesting how that interferes with UND hockey if that interferes at all, um, especially on college game days. I mean, college hockey games are relatively at the same time, so it'll be interesting to see in the next couple of years because they don't start for another two years, I believe, how that'll work with UND being on Midco um, and I. Okay, Augustana, but no conference was announced yet for them. Um, so they will be an independent as far as now. Um, but that's pretty much it for that. We'll move into the 25th of September. Uh, Fargo North South alum, or Fargo, yeah. Abby Promisberger scored the first St. Cloud, or not St. Cloud, St. Thomas uh, D1 goal for their women's hockey team, which was pretty cool. I got to, um, we, we posted that on their, our Instagram as well. So congratulations to her on that accomplishment. That wasn't only, I think that wasn't just their first goal, but it was her first goal, college hockey goal as well. So that's pretty cool. Um, but we'll get into just a little overview of all of the success in the preseason for the NHL um, with the UND alumni. Um, the 26th of September, Shane Pinto, Jasper Weatherby, Brock Nelson, and Brock Besser each scored a preseason goal. And then Matt Kirsted and Jasper Weatherby tallied an assist. Jasper Weatherby had a nice one-timer um, that we also had on our Instagram story. And Shane Pinto had that really nice, um, pretty much coast-to-coast uh, overtime goal against Winnipeg, which was cool to see as well. Um, we'll skip over a day. Uh, to the 27th, Nick Schmaltz got a goal against the Los Angeles Kings. Um, Nick Schmaltz, of course, playing for Arizona. And then on the 29th, um, Taze, of course, being healthy now, which is great to see. Taze got a goal and an assist against Detroit. And then TJ Oshie got a goal versus the New Jersey Devils. Um, and then the 30th, Stetcher, Troy Stetcher for the Detroit Red Wings got a goal and assist versus Buffalo. Um, and then Kind of had a dry stretch almost a week. TJ Oshie scored a goal and assist against Boston. Troy Stetcher got an assist against Columbus. And then Christian Molanen uh, for LA got an assist against Anaheim, which is good to see. Um, I have a friend who's friends with him that I work with at UND Insider, which is cool. Um, 11. Uh, actually, Brad Schlossman posted this today on his Twitter, today being the 7th of October. Um, which was an interesting fact. Uh, Eleven. I, I've been I've been kind of talking about this over with my friends. I don't know if I said it on here, but I'm, of course, Michigan being an absolute powerhouse this year, having seven first round draft picks. Um, four of the top five picks in this year's NHL draft were a part of their organization. Um, but I've been saying that I'm not I'm not personally worried about Michigan. Everyone's kind of hyping them up about how good they're going to be. Obviously, they have a lot of talent. Um, but those teams don't always win. Uh, and this tweet actually kind of backs me up on that. Um, 11 college hockey teams. There have been 11 college hockey teams with uh, four or more first-round draft picks on their team. 
and only two of them have ever made it to the Frozen Four, uh, and both were coached by Dave Haxtell with UND um, with 2006 and 2007. Um, both those times we played Boston College in the Frozen Four and lost. So think about that. All 11, other 11 times, or I guess 10, because the one this year with Michigan counts towards that 11. All the other 10 have never made it, or all the 10 have never won the championship or have never even made it to the championship game, which is which is something to really think about, um, just how talent doesn't always win the championship. Those big powerhouse teams, dream teams, hardly are, if, if, if ever, win a championship. Um, so that's just another reason why people don't really have to be worried about Michigan. They're going to be good, um, but talent doesn't always mean uh, a championship or, or wins. Um, we'll go on to Aaron Dell was placed on waivers. He plays for Buffalo, and if you guys don't know what waivers are, it's basically the team doesn't want them anymore for reasons that could be cap space or they don't want him because of his talent. But um, any team can just pick him up if they want him, and, and he'll get put on their contracts uh, and towards their salary cap. And then the last piece of news here is Colin White uh, is actually on The Athletic. An article was posted. Uh, it's on Colin White's injury. Pretty much solidifies Shane Pinto's spot on the um, – what looks to be the second line for the Senators roster, which is great to see. It'll be awesome to see how he plays and steps up to a big role like the second line. Um, but that'll do it for the news for this week, the last two weeks. All right, we'll get into <clears throat> our main segment for this week, which is the roster overview or just like our prediction for the um, – the lineup, like what everything the lines will be right out of the gate. Um, obviously, with the, take this with a grain of salt. This is just a prediction uh, for if we had all the guys healthy. Of course, not all of them are healthy right now. Um, but this is kind of hard to go off of because we don't really know how everyone's going to fit together. Obviously, we have like 14 new guys, so it's pretty hard to really predict where everyone's going to go. And a lot of being with a lot of the offensive guys last year, um, just that absolute, I mean, I had so much depth. Um, it's hard to see where people are going to fit into the lineup, um, especially with how many guys left. And people all adjusted the positions, like um, people that usually play center played the winger or whatever. So it'll be, it's, it's, it was kind of hard to go through and then pick out who, where we think people are going to play. Um, but just, just a quick reminder here, uh, Brendan Booty is currently out on injury until further notice. So he's in our lineup right now, but this would be if he was healthy and then Cooper Moore, uh, Jacob Helliston, and then Carson Albrecht were all deemed healthy and ready to play for this weekend against Niagara, which is good to see. Um, this is the first actual weekend where it's going to matter against Niagara. So... Um, it'll be it'll be cool to see how everything fits together uh, when it's a when it's a game that actually matters. Um, for people who don't know, UND beat Bemidji State in that exhibition game on Saturday night. Uh, I was there for the first two periods. I didn't watch the third, but I believe there was a goal from Reese Gaber on the power play, and then a nice five-hole goal from Jake Sanderson um, to take that lead and then eventually win the game. Uh, the first couple minutes, obviously, the team was a little sloppy. It was kind of, um, it was 
sloppy. I mean, there's not much more you can say about that. I mean, it's going to happen with a team that's just brand new out of the gate, had never played together in a game, uh, getting all the nerves out. Um, I know me playing, I would always get super nervous for the game, and then once it actually started getting any kind of ease into the game and you start to play better and the nerves kind of start to go away. So um, being John left uh, right before I got this lineup all done, I had to do this with a good friend of mine, Matthew Gossman. He's a student here at UND. He's part of our team, so thanks to him. Um, so we'll start out with the forward lines here. Uh, first line, I, we, me and Matthew said uh, Gavin Hayne on the left wing and then Reese Gaber on the right wing, along with Connor Ford at the first line and center. Um, I don't really, I didn't really see, uh, usually you get on College Hockey News, if you guys have that app, it's probably the best one out there for College Hockey. Um, they didn't have the, the lineup available for that game. Um, so... I didn't really see who all started or what the lines were, uh, but we'll see that this weekend, obviously, since it's a real game. Um, but that first line you want to get, obviously, they're going to play the most, so you want to get a lot of that firepower, a lot of that um, leadership, those guys that are going to step up and know their role. Um, the first line is not really a spot you want to put people to learn. Um, that's more so the, the bottom two uh, lines where they you want to have those guys learn their spots and and uh, grow with college hockey. These guys are experienced and they can drive the offense. Um, but you'll, you, you probably kind of want to mix at least one guy with the lines that is new to the team chemistry. So you add Connor Ford in there for center with Reese and get and Gavin Hayne, um, because they're obviously returning players. So, um, they'll kind of work with Connor there. He'll center them. And then Ashton Calder, on the left wing in the second line, and then Judd Caulfield on the right uh, with Mark Sender at center. Judd's got that tall body, that tall frame, uh, along with Mark Sender, the leader, the uh, the captain. Uh, he centered on the third line, I believe, last year. So he's got to make that. I feel like he had to have um, that step up into the second line uh, and, and lead um, the second line, not only because you got to get that depth going, but he's not a bad player either. Um, and then Ashton Calder, obviously, the guy from – Lake Superior State, um, j- jumping in there and learning again the team chemistry. Having a guy in there that's not with wasn't with the team last year, um, just to just to add to that. Um, and then the third line: uh, Jake Schmaltz on the left wing, uh, Louis Jomernick on the center, and then Brendan Booty on the right. Obviously, he's injured still. Um, Booty will probably step up and of course have to be one of those depth roles kind of leading the guys as well. Um, cause Louie and Brendan are returning. And then again, Jake Schmaltz being that guy that's new jumping in. Um, Jake put up a lot of points last year. Uh, I feel like he, he's one of those freshmen that can step up into the college role on one of those higher lines right away, just because, um, you know, he scored a lot of points with, um, the green Bay gamblers last year. He's, he's a good player. Uh, a guy that, Obviously, we need to step up. We need those freshmen to step up, the guys, because um, we have so many new guys. Um, and then going on to the fourth line, uh, left wing Nick Ports, and then Griffin S with the right wing, and then Jackson Koontz at center. Um, two new guys. Obviously, you got to put freshmen on that fourth line, guys that are new, 
you can't really do anything about that. We're just stretched so thin with the, the returning players. Um, and then Griffin Ness being one of those returners. Jackson Coots put up a lot of points with, uh, again, Green Bay, uh, the Gamblers in the USHL last year, and then Nick Ports with, I believe it was Tri-City and someone else. I can't remember. Um, but anyway, um, again, just filling those roles. Nick played decently well the other night. Um, I didn't see much of Jackson Coons. I wasn't paying attention the whole game. Um, but again, just to fill those roles, kind of throw them in, uh, get that that experience going with um, the new freshman and everything. And then Matteo Constantini will be an extra guy. He's a center. I got to watch him play um, against Fargo last year with the force. He played for, I believe it was Sioux City, the Musketeers. Um, so, yeah, that's it for the forward group. We'll go down to the defensemen. This is easier than the forwards because we have guys that are returning. Uh, it's easier to find those spots. Um, first line, obviously, Jake Sanderson, uh, the best defenseman in the NCHC, probably one of the best in all college hockey, uh, maybe even the best player in the NCHC, um, arguably. Uh, and then on right, Ethan Frisch. This is going to be one of the best pairs uh, in the NCHC for defense. One thing that UND is really well equipped with is just their their, their defensive depth, um, shutting down those plays and el- eliminating those scoring chances with the, for the other team. Uh, Ethan Frisch, obviously a junior here. He's got a little more uh, college experience than Jake Sanderson. Um, but Jake, just an unreal skater, able to – you know, have that offensive drive of the defenseman, put up those points, make plays. Um, and then on the second line, uh, Tyler Clevin, he's got a year of experience. He's very physical, um, probably one of the most physical guys in the whole NCHC, along with Chris Jandrick. Jandrick, of course, a good defenseman, uh, didn't play last year, but it'll be interesting to see how he jumps right in um, with not playing last year. And then on the, the last pair, uh, Cooper Moore, who will return this this weekend, and then Brent Johnson, the draft pick from uh, the Capitals um, this last year's draft. He's the only drafted guy from this last year's draft who is playing this year. Um, if you watch the Through These Doors episode from last week, Brent, they did the episode on Brent Johnson and the whole draft experience. Um, Brent has had issues with injuries in the past, the last year, um, but he's good to go. I didn't I – didn't, Notice him on the ice. To be honest with you, I didn't see him out there. I didn't really wasn't really looking that hard. Again, I was kind of just scoping out how the whole team was fitting together. I didn't trying to kind of memorize some some numbers, but um, I mostly saw Brady Ferner out there, who is our fit, who was our seventh defenseman on this list. Um, so yeah, again, Brady just that last guy in there, the seventh guy who will fill some roles. Probably played for Cooper Moore, um, but. And then goaltending will be next, but we left some guys out of here. Dana Montgomery wasn't on this. He's just on the roster here. He's one of the healthy scratches. We had um, Carson Albrecht, healthy scratch. And then for defensemen, we also have Luke Bast as a healthy scratch. And then goaltending, we have obviously first Zach Driscoll, who will be the starter. And then Jacob Helston, who just got cleared and is ready and healthy for this weekend. Um, see if he'll jump in, maybe take a period, the third period or one of the games. Um, 
Doubtful, but it could happen. You never really know if they want to give Zach a, a break or if an injury happens. He'll be the backup, uh, in me and Matthew's opinion. Uh, and then Harrison Feeney, uh, I believe he's he's at least a junior. He could be a senior. I think he's a junior. Uh, Feeney, that third goaltender, kind of like um, Tamaris, but back in the day, if all you guys remember him. But Harrison Feeney, that third string, and then Caleb just being that since they have four, I think he's just one of those practice goalies for now uh, to grow into a role just because his numbers weren't that great last year um, in the NAHL. Um, so he'll definitely be growing into a spot, maybe a backup spot in the next couple of years. And if he really steps up, maybe even get some starting time if someone needs a break like Jacob. Um, but yeah, that's pretty much it for the the lineup here that I'm seeing. Um, yeah, so just kind of rough. Um, I don't really have a whole lot of experience with making lineups for UND, uh, but just just a little rough thing for if everyone was healthy. We'll see how it all fits together. Obviously, Bradbury likes to mix things around a lot. Um, lines aren't even for sure, even if we had an official lineup uh, from last, last game. They're obviously going to change. Bradbury's going to change stuff every week. Um, but it'll be interesting to see if there's um, a forward group that works really well together. Maybe uh, not necessarily like a CBS line that is just a dominant ho- powerhouse in college hockey for that year, but a group that really fits together well and, and special teams. We didn't do any special teams, um, but it'll be interesting to see how the special team plays out because we did see Reese Gaber on it. Um, I believe Ferner was on it or Chris Jendrick. Um, so yeah, it'll just be, it'll be cool to see how all that fits together as the weeks go on. But again, Brendan Booty is currently out, so he will not be playing this weekend. All right. With that being said, I think we'll wrap this up. Um, a couple little things here at the end. Um, again, I don't know the frequency in which I'll be uploading podcasts. If it'll, I'll try to make it weekly, but if it becomes a bi-weekly thing, I do apologize um, just because of my workload and everything. Um, and I'm pretty much the main person who runs all of this at NDIce. So, um, but if you do want to reach out, if you have any questions or concerns, or you think you can contribute to this podcast in any way, um, or if you're a college student or high school student and you have experience with graphic design or video editing or college or high school or junior or UND alumni or any pro, um, anything you can contribute to the podcast, you're more than welcome to reach out. Um, you can email me at, or us here at NDIce at, with Nodak, uh, ice at gmail doc or 20 Nodak ice 21 at gmail.com. Uh, and then also on our Instagram is ND underscore ice underscore official. And then in our bio, we have our link tree, um, where you can find our Twitter, our Facebook group, our Instagram, everything. So feel free to reach out if you want to. It's always appreciated and you're always welcome to just have a conversation with me. I like to hear feedback and everything and anything I can work on or any way I can make the podcast better. Um, and I do appreciate everyone's constant support. Um, and I do appreciate everyone's patience as well uh, with me getting the podcast and some just the unforeseen, unforeseen circumstances that did come up and limit my time um, to this podcast. This podcast is something that I'm really passionate about, and I don't really 
want to end anytime soon. It's a project I've been wanting to do for a long time. Um, but again, I just do, I really do appreciate everyone's support. Uh, and again, if you want to reach out, uh, you're always welcome to, and it's greatly appreciated. Um, we do post rankings every week on Mondays. We try to get them out on Mondays um, on our Instagram and our Twitter. Uh, so you can check that out as well. Um, but that'll be it for this week's podcast. Um, once again, I am your host, David Trinka, and thank you for listening to Andy Ice. We'll see you next time.